All right, let's go live to Bob headquarters now for Mayor Terwilliger's victory speech. And just look how happy he is. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Sideshow Bob Roberts, an episode that you told me you enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. Quite uh, a bit. Oh, a that's lot. right. On a scale of one to ten, how did you enjoy it? I was going to say, when did I tell you that? And then I remember that I sent you a text message last night. Yeah. I don't remember the words that I don't say out loud. And I don't remember many of the words that I do. <laughs> oh my, what happened Lord, then? On a scale of one to throat explosion, I enjoyed it that much. I felt when I went back and watched it, I thought this is going to be an episode Mitch really enjoys because it's very political. It's the most mm. political episode we've had since two eyes, yeah, every, or two cars in every garage, three eyes in every fish. And probably the first time I haven't watched this episode in a really long time, and I think the first time that I've seen it since knowing and understanding who Rush Limbaugh is. So that yep, makes yep. Birch Barlow so much funnier to me. Who is the Australian equivalent of that? There's a fat dude oh. on Sky News that has one of those ranting shows. Is there? Yeah, he's okay. on every night. No one's got the same, what's the word, visibility that Rush has in this household. Like, there's, yeah, there's really no one here that's that's like that. On radio, not political, but just fat, obnoxious wanker. Kyle Sandlands. Kyle Sandlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Like, he's serious. Sorry, just to yeah. sidetrack that quickly. He seriously is the biggest cock, and I can't believe that anyone listens to He doesn't to have him. one, though. Probably not. Like, mincing fucking voice that he's got and tries to talk tough about everyone else. I, I really... I was reading something about him Mitch the other V. Day. Kyle, UFC 125. Yeah, no. He's, what did he say the other day? That's right. They were bagging... Hamish and Andy's real, sto- uh, real story. Oh, that show, yeah, yeah. Real stories? True story. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, so Hamish and Andy are... For people that have never seen it, the, Hamish... Ant and Deck of Australia for, for UK listeners. Yeah, if you want to do that for UK listeners. But um, very successful radio duo and they've got a new show where basically they take ordinary Australians to tell them whatever epic story they have and then they recreate it via actors and that sort of stuff and set the staging. I've only watched a couple episodes um, or bits and pieces of a few episodes. So it's not an original concept, but, but it's... The yeah. bit that Kyle said was like, oh, why would you do that? Who wants to listen to some boring person to, that I wouldn't invite around to my house? Like, well, just... And that in itself sums up Kyle Sanderlands. I feel, he I feel like he's a lot better than he is and just wants to say, oh, I invited Kylie Minogue came over for a barbecue. It was fantastic. <laughs> went a little bit Jay Leno there. <laughs> we'll save this for another another podcast because yeah, okay. I feel like you could rant for an hour. Maybe that can be a pod, uh, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Like, can we start a feud because <laughs> actual feud. Kyle, like Donald Trump, is enough like is enough of an egomaniac that he would find it somewhere. The he'd headline. Have, he'd have a like an assistant. You know, like search the internet and see if anyone said something mad about me today. <laughs> <laughs> mad or bad? Mad. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you like about the episode anyway? Sideshow Bob Roberts. Anything with Sideshow Bob. I, I I just fucking adore Sideshow Bob so much. That court scene is amazing. It's so great. But the whole thing... His speech the, is my favourite moment. Yeah, right. Um, just him snapping. I love the court scene where, like, in that court scene, that he has the damning evidence with him to prove... Yeah, out his, of his hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but just, just Kelsey is so goddamn good. But also, Homer's really funny in the background of this episode. Like this, it, It's not like it's one of those ones where it focuses too heavily on its one thing and that's all that makes you laugh. Like Everything is really great. But but 
Kelsey just lifts it to another level. Bill and Josh, the writers, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, they mm. made sure too that they didn't just focus on taking the piss out of the Republicans. Mm. They also had to you know, be a little bit unbiased, take the piss out of the Democrats as well. Do you feel, feel they did a good job of what they were intending with this episode? I feel like that it, it works as a movie parody in a sense with all the president's men yeah, yeah. and or several other sort of references. Obviously, A Few Good Men, not, not that that's a political movie, but it... it it mostly, I, I felt that this was an episode that more than any other Simpsons episode shows the hands of the writers as being staunch Democrats. Yep, definitely. I don't feel this episode would have transcended well with children. It's no. N- it's, n- it's, n- it's not funny for Although kids at all. that said, I still remember, like, I remember vividly the, like, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going and he flip-flops and all that sort of stuff. So, there, there were... When he's taking, when he's talking to the kids, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So, there were moments within the episode that still work on that level that from my childhood, I remember standing out. But there's a lot more that you only understand as an adult. 100%. Yeah. What was your favourite moment? I told you mine. Just the court scene in general. The way Smithers, they can... Smithers smoking. Ah, uh, yes. How yeah. good was that? Follow the names. I worked on the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> So good. I have a couple of new names for you this week. I'm a little bit. Okay. M- I'm more proud of these ones as I was the last. Do week. we want the listener suggestion first? Yes, let's do the Twitter suggestions. Okay. At so Four Finger Pod. At Pat Gernjor uh, has written in all the mayor's dead men. Mm-hmm. I like it. That, that's the that's it. One I've got. Yep. I've got all the prisoners' men as opposed to presidents. Okay. Yes. Not bad. And just a few dead men. A few dead men. Not bad as well. The um, only problem is that one gives. Away the, gives away the plot, but so all yeah. the prisoners' men, as does all the mayor's dead men from uh, yeah, yeah. from our Twitter. Um, I've got two that I'll throw to you in a minute. I just want to throw in an, an alternate favorite moment of the episode, okay. which was Sideshow Bob's attack campaign on Quimby. Like, Mayor Quimby, that was awesome. Sideshow Bob out of jail twice, convicted of attempted murder. <laughs> Vote Sideshow Bob. <laughs> like, yeah. a, can you trust this man? Apparently, that would be an illegal campaign ad because it doesn't feature his face on it. Or me- yeah, well, there you go. Or his voice. Your, your voice or your face has to appear on the ad. Yeah, right. I was thinking about some of the really bad campaigns over the over the years that would have worked better if they didn't have that. There's one great one you can find on YouTube. It's Mitt Romney down by a river. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. Uh, the two that I came up with were... Oh, well, actually, you know what? I don't like... Just say him. I had to say mine last No, week. I like him. It's just that I've used the same <laughs> Short pun. Short Sir Cat. That I've, was the worst, remember? I've used the same pun twice in a different context. So, oh. mad oh. to the Bob. Yep, that's cool. Yep. Um, and Bob Mentality. Bob Mentality. I like that one better. Mm. Yeah, that was probably my favourite one. Oh, let me throw in one more alternate okay. title yeah, yeah. just because I've thought of a different pun. I feel cheap about using the same one twice. <laughs> uh, the Worst Wing. The Worst Wing? Yeah, that's cool. Or what? The Blurst Wing, if you want to get it. That's even better. That, that's getting meta. Yes. Meta puns. <laughs> Trivia for this week. Now, I've just realised I have a shitload of questions. Would oh, you like okay. me to start the proceedings? Well, please do if you have a shitload. Yes. Because I have a load. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to shit. Mm. What did the sign at the car park say? What was the car park uh, called? What car park? <laughs> where, when was where, there a car park this they episode? Meet at the car oh, park? where they meet. Okay. Um, no, nah, i got no idea. Pay and park and pay. Pay and park and pay. Okay. So you pay to walk in or to drive in? Yep. Park and you got to pay to get out. Mm. Good business model. Sounds like Springfield. <laughs> it does. Something Bob implemented. Yeah. Um, what was Birch Barlow's book called? Ooh, not sure. Only turkeys have left wings. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Factually <laughs> incorrect, kids. Don't, yes. you know. I was um, going to say there's lots of other things. Bi- left biologically wings. not true, but a fantastic a book title. <laughs> yes. What was the name of the person who Smithers said to look up? Ah. That's all I can say. No, I can't do it. Edgar Neubauer. Edgar Neubauer. 
I almost want to do the whole podcast like Smithers does. Don't do it. <laughs> Who is Bart's other mortal enemy? Oh, that's that's my next question. Okay. And no, it's not. One, it's one of my questions. It's Doctor Demento. Doctor Demento. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Who love actually makes a, a guest appearance. That's actually actually that's Dr. actually Doctor Demento. Demento's yeah. voice. I love that he keeps talk- like the radio keeps going as he gets thrown out the window. It's yeah, like yes. it's possessed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the subheading at the end of the newspaper after Bart finds out about the moon? Run away with the dish. And it cuts to the headline of um, Sideshow Bob getting arrested or whatever, the Can, subheading. Um, something about cantankerous men. Um, oh, it's, it's not even that funny. It's just... No, but it's about like rail... like Expressway hold up makes... Expressway halt. Expressway halt rankles elderly. old men. Elderly. elderly, yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. I, I vaguely... <laughs> I worked my way there in the end. I was on for a fucking split second. Yeah. Um, What do old people like? Malak! One. (laughs) There are are two other things. Uh, uh, Something old broads or something. Um, Good looking broads. Sexy dames. Yeah, the Jewish guy. And plenty of them. Yeah. (laughs) And sleep. Sleep, okay. Bart uses the Flintstone phone in the kindergarten. At a moment, one of my Mm. favourite moments... Of all time of Bart. Yeah, but I, forgot, do. I like talking to you. Yes, forgot it came from this episode. Now, the voice of that who played that Fred yeah, yeah. was uh, Henry Corden, who actually mm. voices Fred Flintstone. He voiced it from 1977 onwards. Wow. Who was the original voice of Fred Flintstone? John Goodman. Well, that'd be good. <laughs> Alan Reed. Alan Reed. Okay. Yes. Is Alan Reed famous for doing anything else? I don't know. Okay. Does he need to be? I don't know. I was just curious. <laughs> like, should I know who That's Alan That's my next Reed? trivia question. It wasn't my <laughs> fault. It was the Alan Reed. I can tell you. Do we look it up? No, I'm not that That's interested. That's not that important. Uh, next question for you. Oh, I've that, only got uh, one more question. Talk, How many I'll, have you got? About another seven, eight. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I don't my, know why. My God. Um, okay, well, uh, what was originally on the radio? Like, uh, what was the very first radio recording? Ever? Like, Acor- in, in time? Like, in According real world? to this episode. Oh, I have no idea. Uh Edison reciting the alphabet over and over. That's it. Yes. A, yeah. Yeah. he'd begin. Yep. Yeah. C, usually followed. Or whatever. I'll have to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> is similar to his, here comes two. Yeah. Which animal appeared on the electoral roll? An animal who's appeared on... Snowball. On, nope. Besides Snowball. No. Oh. Simpsons animal. Um, not sound a little helper. Stampy. Oh, Stampy's on the electoral yeah, roll. Okay. Which I hope that doesn't, doesn't mean he's dead. Well, ivory. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> May, well, maybe he just went live cats as well as dead. Like oh, all no, animals they're all dead. On anyway. When did the plane crash with the Big Bopper and Co. actually happen? Oh, in reality? Yeah. 73. 59. February 3rd, 1959. What is Bob's middle name? They reveal it in this oh. episode. Very strange word. No. Underdunk. Underdunk. Yeah. Underdunk, underdunk to Williger. Yep. Man, there's a lot of questions here. Sorry about this. Who appeared on the Flintstones phone? Which characters? Uh, so there's nine. So Fred, yep. Barney, Wilma, Betty. Yep. Bam Bam. Bam Bam, yep. Pebbles. Yep. I need what? Uh, um, Dino. Dino, yeah. There's two. Now, these are Dino, obs- Dino or Dino? Dino. I always say Dino, yeah. 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 And there's two obscure ones. Oh, no, they're not obscure, but... um, Is the little green dude... Murgatroyd or whatever his name no, is? No, Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been really excited if it was him. The Great Gazoo. Is um, what, he is? what about his boss? Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate, yep. yep. And, and this one, the next one's an animal. Not the dishwasher. Well, it's Hoppy. 
I'm going to look up Hoppy Flintstones. Look up which one it is. It doesn't sound like... Uh, it doesn't sound like anything I've heard of. No. Hoppy is... Oh, it's like a kangaroo kind yeah, of dinosaur. Right, 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 right. Well, he appears on the Flintstones phone anyway. Okay. What is the name of the event Quimby has at its retirement castle? It says mm. across the banner. No. Similar to... I wasn't paying much attention to the little yeah. details this week. <laughs> Gripe at the moment is what it's called. Okay. Who is the Republican Party... Who is on the Republican Party sort of council with Mr. Burns? Uh, so, there's McBain. Yes. Um, weirdly, Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. Like, that was the one yeah. that really came from left field. He's powerful, I guess. Yeah, but a Republican? Yeah. Uh, he's so jolly. Um, a water cooler. <laughs> oh, well, he's not, yeah. Yeah, that's not part of it. Uh, who else would be a Republican in Springfield? Did you not see? Think of the ones who spoke. No, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of my way through that scene. Can tell you? Please. A vampire? Oh, that's right. A vampire, um, of course. The rich Texan. Yep. Barlow is there. And the blue-haired lawyer. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, what is happening the night after the live debate? Oh, as in like at the convention, what's coming yeah. on? It? No. It's mass wedding of cult members. Have you just asked a lot of questions to try and catch up on the trivia? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> and one last question. This is the final question. Why does Homer vote for Bob? Uh, Selma killing Selma policy. killing policy. There you go. Alrighty. So Another you- one of the jokes that I loved as a kid. Okay. So like, the, you know, there are bits and pieces in there. Yep, yep. Few facts about the episode. Now, as I mentioned before, although they were mocking the Republicans, they wanted to make sure they did both. Mm-hmm. Mocked the Democrats as well. It's based on Watergate, as we've also discussed. Now, the producer of The Simpsons, Richard Sakai, he makes a little cameo here as one of the prisoners going through the revolving door. Oh, yeah, nice. Yep, yep, yep. He also appeared. If you're ever going to insert yourself into something, do it as a con. Yeah. <laughs> he was also um, doing karaoke in One Fish, Two Fish, Three Fish, okay. blow, blue, blue Fish, Blowfish. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, that one. Yes. Yeah, where Homer dies, or he nearly dies. This episode had the first use of the word meh. I, that was the one fact that I wrote down. Yeah, that's very interesting that they say that The Simpsons made that word popular. Coined the word meh. Yeah. I swear I've seen it on things beforehand, but it's, it's, it's part of pop culture now. Mm. Meh. Well, part of daily life. Yeah. Just, not just pop culture. Yeah. Like that's... Uh, it's an accepted word. It's just an everyday word now. It is. It's one of the uh, many things that Professor Gilad, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, and I apologise to the great professor that I spoke with at the Adelaide thing when I was oh, yeah, in Adelaide. Yeah. He was cool. talking about the Simpsons actually influencing language and changing dialects as yep. it went on, and, and this is one of the examples that he brought up. Oh, cool. And the revolving door commercial was a take on Bush's 1988 campaign commercial. Apparently did something very similar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Original air date was 9th of October, 1994. Now, did it surprise you how this episode had no intro, like, at all? No, no it couch a, gag, nothing. It was a really blunt cut. Yeah. yeah, well, it's got couch gags on reruns, according to Wikipedia now, okay. but the copy that I watched went straight from yeah. clouds to TV. Yeah, there was nothing. I've never seen it before. I don't think I've ever seen it since. It's weird. Not. Well, I mean, I, it's not really something that I've ever sat down and remembered about but, particular episodes, but it's n- noticeable when you're like, oh, shit. Catches you off guard if you're trying to make a coffee. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's an episode I haven't watched all that often. I, I reckon I've seen this less than five times my whole life. Yeah. It's just not one of those ones I... And still, I wouldn't go back and watch this. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's know. where That's one area where we differ. For me, yeah, I was I like, know. oh, God, I need to watch this yeah, more often. It's by no means a bad episode. It's just not one that I like to laugh more. This doesn't laugh. But you are into politics, right? I'm yeah, not so like, much into politics, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, this doesn't have a lot of slapstick, slap, you know, like, pie face kind of comedy, but it's got a lot of comedy that speaks to me. It doesn't really feel like a Simpsons episode to me. It's definitely a different tone. And as I said, it is... Yeah, the, it like, While out. they've always had a political undercurrent, even more so than Two Cars in Every Garage this and Three Eyes and Every more Fish, bo- this is way more in your face. broadly political. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 
kicks off with Homer listening to Birch Barlow on the radio. Now, now what, what happened to um, Bill and Marty? Oh, well, I was going to say, since when does KBBL talk? And well, not only talk, but all talk all the time. Well, that's probably why they started that. Um, that starts off with the slogan that no sports, no rock, no information for mindless chatter. Where your station? Mm. Maybe they just had that there just to say we've changed, changed the brand, just changed everything, had a rebranding. But Bill and Marty appears since. Mm. It's just odd. Maybe well, it's one of those things the they brand used back <laughs> purely for this episode. They had to yeah. have a guy on the radio that everyone. It was just weird having everyone listening to this guy doing talk mm. back. It was just odd. It was a great. Like now, the straight-off bit where they're making—you say that they try to make fun of re- Republicans, Democrats in equal yeah. measure. But they really don't, and not not fifty-fifty. And that's the for sure. very beginning of what Homer is saying is what a lot of Democrats think about what a re- lot of Republican voters. That now I don't think, uh, like you know, I don't know much about politics, and I think that people who vote are a little fruity. But this Birch Barlow speaks to me. Yeah. Like, that is... the In Australia, it's Pauline Hanson. It's that quintessential, like, look, I don't know a lot about politics, but no, I love her. Get her in there. Yeah. Like, you don't know about what she'll actually be doing. No, but I just... I reckon she'll be good she for She speaks it. to me. Yeah. <laughs> she just says it like it is. No, she doesn't. No, I reckon she does. But you just said you don't know anything. <laughs> now, we promise this will not get too political, this review. Well, it will a little bit. It's but only... Inappropriate measure. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So, and it's a great visual transition from like, I don't know what it is about him, but something about him really speaks to me. Eating the donuts. It cut to eating the donuts with the microphone in the same place as the levers and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic bit of animation. And Lenny and Carl, not fans at all, are they? No, no. Lenny, Lenny and Carl, well, you know, A, there's the kind of typical thing that as a black man, you're not, you're typically going to be a Democrat. And I mean, there's also that potential illusion that maybe Lenny and Carl enjoy each other's company? Another reason to go well, Democrat. I think Lenny enjoys Carl a lot more than Carl's en- Carl enjoys Lenny's. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to Barlow on the radio and he's, he's he's not a fan of Quimby, is he? He's saying why we no. need to get rid of him. And what, What's he saying? Um, well, basically that the town needs change. Yes, the, the, he's done nothing. Yeah. But but what, bats in the library and the giant compost heap. How crazy is the lady, the gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mayor <laughs> Quimby, like our illiterate Mayor Quimby, is just watering a plant in his cupboard. Notice he has marijuana growing in his closet. Ah, uh, was it? That's what it was. That makes more sense. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was watering that one or if it was another one in the background. Yeah, right. Oh, well, I did occur. I was like, why would someone have a plant in their cupboard? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> the family are all listening. But in I just, I am no longer illiterate. Yes. <laughs> As similar to that, you ugly, hate-filled man. Hey, I may be yeah. ugly and hate-filled. What was, it? What was that other yeah. thing you said? Family then listening in the kitchen. I've got here. Mm. It's just odd that the family's listening to this fact dog radio. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. works for the episode. This I feel so sorry for Bart here. Mm. Lisa's doing some sort of experiment. Oh, yes. And the fireworks. Yeah, uh, like brings it out. Like this is a... For, and, but I mean, this is a great double joke. Yeah. That Marge just instantly pours water on it. Cut to him standing there. Bart Simpson has prepared a <laughs> fireworks display. <laughs> just Krabappel writing an F. And then the two... The Japanese... Oh, bad student. Oh, bad principal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so good. I just the, the look of Bart is like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Oh, poor Bart. Um, another great Marge line in there as well about not liking controversy in her house. Yes, yes. This sounds controversial, and you know I don't like controversy. Like, she's just... Very Marge. S- yeah, such a repressed, all-emotions internal woman. I love the next gag of Homer and Lisa in the car listening, and mm. Lisa's, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. When you're driving, <laughs> you can listen to whatever you want. Cut to her driving. 
fire. Say to all fire the fire and fire. <laughs> Lisa starts driving. <laughs> Guts back to And home. of course it would be San Elmo's fire, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's just such a perfect song for her. Yeah. It should be her anthem. She was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Sideshow Bob calls up the show. Sideshow Bob calls the... Um, this is sort of his intro to the episode yeah. where he calls up the radio. Um we get a quick recap of who Sideshow Bob is. Now, for, interestingly, they put it in there to kind of remind viewers. I would have thought by now he was kind His of third appearance, fourth, fourth, fourth. Crusty gets busted. Crusty um, gets busted. You can sort of forget about because the first season. Yeah, but he's still there. But then still there. Black Widower and then Cape Fear, like one of the most. I guess maybe maybe they, it was almost a gag, or, or maybe they didn't quite realize how big Cape Fear was at this point in time. You know, we a lot of the guys that work on the show talk about how that almost existed in this little bubble that they didn't realize how big it was. Oh, I think so, by season six they were well aware. Same season had who should be the aware burns. of Yeah, but I still feel like that you never get that sense. Like Fox marketing, yes, but the writers never really seemed if, to talk everyone about was spoke, it. Everyone was spoken to says at the time, yeah, they didn't yeah. really quite understand it. David Silverman mentions in our book a little bit of sneak mm. peek that it was by season four you can sort of sit back and smell the roses a bit. Yeah. But still, it wasn't like they were like monsters. Of yeah, the exactly. So, I think may- maybe for that reason, it was a genuine thing. They're like, oh, maybe we should just recap how evil this guy is yep. just quickly. Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's the last time they do it though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is as well. But yep. I, they keep with a kind of a throwback to Black Widow where, you know, after explaining it seven times to dad, I explained it to mum and we're on our way. Um, that Lisa <laughs> has to recap who he is. Yep. Oh, side show, Bob. Yes. <laughs> So she then goes to tell Bart, correct? Is that what she does? Yes, yes. Was, I was just trying to remember if there's there's a little bit more of that radio conversation that we'll come yeah, back yeah, to yeah. in a moment. She runs into Bart, uh, and we get the Doctor Demento joke that we mentioned before. It's like, Bart, your mortal enemy is on the radio. It's time for more Demento with Doctor Demento. Ah! And now <laughs> the funny part. I meant your other mortal enemy, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Oh, I'm only 10 and I already got two mortal enemies. The only bit of trivia that I know about Dr. Demento is that that's where Widow Yankovic got his start. Oh, wow. Okay. Basically. That's a cool piece of trivia. Yeah. Now, <laughs> for, weird, for Weird Al fans out there. Yeah. Now, Quimby reveals the Matlock Expressway. Mm-hmm. I love, like, talking about the Expressway, um, no one gives a shit. And it's like, what do you like? Matlock. And then... One of Quimby's advisors just instantly with texter Matlock Expressway. Yep. <laughs> it's just, they- it's that that's such a great, subtle but a brilliant joke about politics. Like, oh, they like that. Let's call it that. Done. Votes coming in, and you just know Dan's acting with Matlock. Yeah, he would have said it the first time. They would have thought, how many times can we get this into the episode? Because <laughs> it's just so funny every single time. Bart is then listening to Bob at school. Like, everyone's just listening to the show now. L- mm. Is it Lumber? No, Barlow. No, well, only Bart. He takes, he takes off lumber. Yeah. Bart's, I guess Bart's listening to it because he's paranoid about he's scared. Bob. Yeah, that is true. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So, this is where like we get a Bob. This is a great um, Bob joke in there where he's talking about... Firstly, he references Bart saying it would be ter- terribly myopic of me to blame all of my woes on one spiky head, little simpleton. Yep. Which, you know, Bart obviously knows exactly spiky who he's talking kid. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the uh, attempt, like, you know, I'm in here for a crime I didn't even commit. Attempted murder. Really? <laughs> Do they give a Nobel for attempted chemistry? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And then Birch just sort of champions him. Is like, have we got another, essentially a political prisoner here. Another. Now, here's some names for you. Another Oliver North, Stacey Coon, or Joe Camel. Do you know who any of those names are? No. Oliver North rings a bell. They're all real people. Oliver North was a colonel who was... 
I don't know if he was in charge, but he was heavily involved in the Iran-Contra war, which is basically the illegal sale of guns to Iran. Yep. Um, Stacey Kuhn was one of the cops involved in the Rodney King assault mm-hmm. that led to the LA riots. And Joe Camel, I believe, was a real character that was used to advertise smoking to children. Oh, that's what? who the Laramie, who Laramie Moose yep. is, mate. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Cool. You're just full of facts today. Well, I've got three. I've, I've used them all early. Babad is not happy with the news that he wants to get Bob out of prison, is he? No. So, this is where <laughs> this is another great little joke. We're just... Well, I've had it. I am going to make it my mission to see that our friend Bob is set free. No! Well, despite Bart's objections, the people of South Africa can now vote in free democratic elections. Another political joke. It is another political yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah. Mo has heard the, heard the news. He said that it was time that we hand out the grenades. Mm. Do whatever we can to get him out. Yep, yep. One grenade each. Mo, I think he means to what is it, start up a grassroots political action. Yeah. Ah, really? <laughs> Takes Who pulled the pin on this one? <laughs> <laughs> Quimby then reads the headline and just straight away agrees to free Bob. Yeah. Well, if that's the way the winds are blowing, let no one say that I don't also blow. <laughs> Great reveal of Bob falling, by the way, when he's walking out. Yeah. Oh. Reminded me of... um, And it's like... It's- reminded me of Face Off. Nicholas Cage taking oh, the leap yes. off the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just seeing Bob Fort and his hair flailing in the wind yeah. as he's dropping. <laughs> Bolts on the other side. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Republican Party headquarters mm. and Bala reveals. Which kind of looks like Castle Transylvania. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The, on yeah. the walk, on the um, Definitely. The drive up. Like Burns' castle and Treehouse of Horror. Very similar, Fall. yes. Bala reveals he's got a candidate lined up for him. Mm-hmm. The water tank. The water tank. <laughs> I love the. It bu- bubbles. What did it say? What did it say? <laughs> 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 and they all like they all clap. Everyone's yeah. happy with yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reminds me of a uh there's a brilliant radio sketch from Martin Malloy where Tony Martin had John Howard contesting an election against a bag of sawdust. This was like in the early nineties. Okay. <laughs> like the bag of sawdust was actually a, a, a piss take at the time of um of Pauline Hansen, but it just had two uh Two slogans written on the back. <laughs> One was a vague. Of, uh, I won't repeat. It probably wouldn't work for comedy as much in this day. One just fairly racist slogan, which you know, Pauline Hanson. Yeah. And a second slogan: "Bring back semi-automatics." Like and that was it. Was starting this. <laughs> so it was like yeah. after it must be late nineties then. Yeah, exactly. Ninety six, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that they've got like you know the bag being interviewed. It's like, do you have any thoughts on the deficit? No. What about taxation? Any thoughts there? Long pause. The next day, everyone thought that the interview was highly biased towards the interviewer. It's like, oh, he kept throwing questions at the bag. Bloody university trendies. (laughs) Did you see when they went in for a close-up on slogan number two, though? That showed him. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I digress. So then Bob walks in and reveals it's not the water tank, it's Sideshow Bob. And they're all very happy with this choice. They feel Mm -hmm. like he's the man for for the job. Quimby and Bob are then doing speeches at the school. Young friends, my opponent, Joe Quimby, is confused about your school system. Do you know what he does? He flip-flops. Sometimes he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. He wants to sell your future short. Hmm. Now, the only... Like, as great as this scene is, there's no way that it would ever happen. Mayor's not going to campaign to kids. 
That's what I was Kids thinking. don't vote. Like, there's just no, there's no was, point in was, any of this. I wrote that in my notes and I thought, I don't want to sound stupid and say and question it. Yeah. Because it no, doesn't make sense. No. Politi- why, why would it matter what the kids Politically, think? there's no currency there whatsoever. Yeah. You get a photo up with a kid, but you're not going to spend time talking to a group of them. Yeah. But, but does it make them look good to the adults if they go and visit their children? No. Maybe. But there's no adults there seeing it happen. Um, but for the sake of the comedy of the scene... It's fine. It's more for the sake... The reason they had this was so that you can introduce Bart and Lisa into yeah, the Yeah, in, into actually meeting Bob again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lisa and Bart are worried, or Lisa has the plan. Yeah. So they, she goes, follow me. They both jump on Quimby. It's very well done. Yeah. <laughs> what was his line? Quimby's like, get him uh, off me. He's uh, being attacked by things or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. even recognize them as children. Even the little touch of calling uh, Quimby Uncle Mayor. Uncle Mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, furious with this, drags Bart into the car and he thinks he's going to get killed. Mm. Well, it threatens him. Yeah. No children have ever meddled with the Republican Party and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. And then the worst thing, like, snaps his fingers, vote Bob Badge. <laughs> gets thrown out. And then Homer gets dumped as well by the Archie. By the Archie game. Stay out of Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, stupid, but I know it's funny. nothing about Archie. I know, but you know, you know what they look like, though? Yeah. Like, I knew that was yeah, Archie. They haven't read anything about yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do very much. Like, it's, it's such a bizarre reality breaking joke it's, but it yeah. works somehow it's just funny yeah yeah it's know what they look like they look like Richie Rich they do a little bit yeah like Richie Rich grew up yeah Quimby then has a commercial without a mayor Quimby our town would really stink we wouldn't have a tire yard or a mid-sized roller rink we wouldn't have our gallows or a shiny Bigfoot trap it's not the mayor's fault that the stadium collapsed Quimby if you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. Paid for by the mayor, Quimby for mayor, mayoral committee. Bart and Lisa are then supporting Quimby. Do you feel it's a bit silly to have Bart and Lisa so dedicated, or is it just because they are so anti-Bob? So anti-Bob, yeah. yeah. They like they know that he's evil, so they're doing whatever they can to yeah. protect the town from him. Um, this then, time he's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's another funny line. Yeah. The bullies want all the uh, all the stickers. They feel like they're doing it because they want to support Quimby. Mm. Bart and Lisa do, but then it turns out they just want to. Cover him your house and push him. Turn him into a mummy. Yep. Which works. Yep. <laughs> Exceptionally well. Bob here, his tactic with the old folks is perfect. Yeah. To just sit and listen. Or just build the, the Metal Expressway. I'll sit here and listen to you whinge. Um, and that's where we get the, the Edison line that I referenced in the trivia. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> then we get the Sideshow Bob commercial, which was one of your favorite moments. Do you feel like Abe is the leader of the old people, by the yeah. way? Because whenever this happens, he's the first one to get in with his stories. Well, think about it. How many old people do we know on this show? You've got Abe, Jasper, the Jewish guy. The Jewish guy. And it's sort of one... Elderly woman who we some sometimes see. Can I come too? No, not her. <laughs> no. But who else do we get? That's the only reason. Yeah, there's not many, is there? No. But but like yeah, it's just they always seem to let him speak first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Is that why you included him as the person that they push into the office in your Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, he's sort of an elder statesman, which you will be able to read about in a book. Oh, it's also on the website. Well, it's a re- revisionist oh, re- version in the book. Have- so even if you've read the website article, this will be new to your eyes. Mitch's Treehouse of Horror. Mm. A sort of a spec script for Treehouse of Horror that we've included at the end of the book. Do you want to, Fan fiction, really. Do you want to plug the book while we're here? No. We'll talk about it. Plug it at the end. <laughs> Springfield Community Centre, we're having the live debate. Now, this was meant to be taken off of the first live debate between, between Nixon, Nixon and JFK. Yes, yes. And now, did Nixon's- that go terrible for Nixon? Oh, did it ever. Okay. This was sort of where it really struck it now in pop culture at the very least they often reference the fact that 
people that listened on the radio thought Nixon had won, but people watching on TV thought JFK had won. Okay. And it was where JFK's charisma, he was better looking, all of that sort of stuff really played into his He was hands. a very handsome man, old JFK. He was a very handsome man. And Nixon was very much not a handsome yeah. man. So, yeah, like JFK just absolutely dominated the TV debates. Because he looked better. It, like, I don't know... It's certain my little bit of understanding. It's not like a fully studied American political history, but it is cited as being a real turning point in the campaign. And okay. Nixon was cooked from there. Well, this does not go well for Quimby at all, does it? No, it doesn't. You shouldn't um, have shaken hands with that old person. No, no. That's one thing. Like you know, in general life, don't shake hands with old people if you can avoid it. And if you do, <laughs> have some. Um, what's that stuff that you put on? I was going to say listeria, but that's lube. A, th- lube. <laughs> <laughs> to kill bacteria. <laughs> My Isn't that God! What you use lube for? No. <laughs> use it to get out of their grip, <laughs> their bony hands. What's the stuff that hurts? Betadine. That'll do. Yes. Have some betadine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iodine. Iodine. Uh, no need for hooting and hollering. Oh yeah. Despite the fact that this is a Fox televised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's hosting it? Uh, Larry King. Makes yeah, second yeah. Larry King making yeah. second appearance, which yep, yep. I really liked. Yeah. Drawn well too. Yes. Very recognisable Larry King. Bob's comment of less whining. Less whining should do more thinking and less whining. And then then Lisa's the one that picks up on it. It's like, there's no councilman less whining. <laughs> <laughs> Good line, though. <laughs> Which Another kind of, joke. Another joke, but it also shows the Republican bias in this debate. Yeah. Or, the, or the fact that, the, you know, that's been asked by Birch Barlow. So, he's set this up purely for him to be yep. able to knock an answer Even the, the, the flames around Quimby's Yeah, the face. flames around. So, the whole... For the most part, political debates are convoluted as hell. And generally, there's stuff like this. Like, they try to get moderators without bias, but you can generally pick up on the way, like, little powder puff questions yeah. that are just set up to let a candidate look good. Yeah. Well, Barlow keeps throwing comments out to, to Quimby. He's like, what, mm. what, what are you talking about here? The budget. But all the comments yeah, have nothing yeah. to do with the budget. Yeah. Like, let's say your, how your home has been invaded and it's your family that's tied up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? My question is about the budget. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I, I don't know exactly what that refers to, but I've read that that's about a question that was asked of Michael Dukakis in one of the eighties okay. elections. So that was sort of a similar. Obviously, someone had gone down this path painting this horrible picture, but you know, yeah, for a very unrelated reason, he's trying to make him look bad. Homer and Krusty then go to vote, and we mentioned earlier that Homer votes because of the. Sal- I don't like his Bart killing policy, <laughs> but I do like his Selma killing enough to overrule the Bart killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Krusty votes for him as well. And then Brockman announces that it is a 100% landslide. because 100%, 100% to one with a 1% margin for yeah. error. <laughs> and then we get... Pick the cleaner. Cleans up, then steals a bottle of champagne and runs yeah. out. <laughs> and then we get one of my favourite Bob moments of all time. This is just great. We'll go live now to campaign headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Just look how happy he is. So good. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Fucking... When Trump got voted in, I put that clip... Mm. up on the Facebook page saying Trump's acceptance speech. Like a million views. You know, (laughs) there is one thing I'm going to have to throw in here, by the way. Even if Bob's committed electoral fraud and he's got all of these animals and and dead people that have voted for him, it still means that no one voted for Quimby. Zero. So, yes, he's committed fraud. But had he not done, he would have been the rightful mayor anyway. That's actually a fault in the writing. A little bit of one, yes. It's where a joke kind of undermines the actual plot. Wow, you're right. I never even thought of that. He would have at least won by two. 
Well, yeah. Like, We've well, still two people vote for well, him. Well, no, he still would have won by 100%. Yeah, but I'm saying... Well, the two, oh, do you mean like two individual seen votes? at least two people vote because the, yeah. someone could then say, oh, maybe nobody voted. One for Bob, two for Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so had he not cheated, he would have been the mayor. Yeah. He didn't need to cheat at all. This episode makes no sense. Right. <laughs> just snapped your brain. You just ruined the third act. <laughs> Sorry. You've, you've ruined the whole episode. Well, look, it's still funny. It's just... Flawed. <laughs> Completely flawed. Mm. And this is an example of where, in my eyes, like I'm I'm more than happy to go with whatever reality a show sets up for me. But then when it breaks its own reality, then it's a case of, uh, hang on, you screwed that up. It makes the end funnier because Bob didn't have to reveal mm. himself because he... Would have been fine the whole been, way through. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, wow. Let's not get too hung up on it. Can we just end this episode now? Yeah? <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. So, where were we up to? So, Bob's just done the speech. Yeah, okay. So, we get back. Oh, the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> get Bob before God arrives. Get him out of the yeah, house yeah. before God comes. Just <laughs> throwing him under the bus. But it's not God or the rapture. No. It's the expressway. Yes. I'm a fair man. You have 72 hours to vacate. Homer is not happy at all. Move your damn house, son. <laughs> Grandpa's driving. So excited yeah. to be on the Matlock Expressway. <laughs> <laughs> But then gets sent to kindergarten, so yeah. Bob's having his influence Pop at a party with um, Skitter and Krabappel. Yeah. So I have to repeat the fourth grade. Mm, not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, yes, but not for some time. You didn't have to say that. It was just being smoke. Yeah. <laughs> then the Flintstone phone scene. Love it. Then the family are all having dinner, and Homer's really concerned. He doesn't like it at all. Lisa then questions the integrity of the, mm. of the election. He, surely he couldn't have won. Surely. Turns out he did. Mm. Well, yes. Bad luck, Lisa. Um, but then she starts going through the electoral roll. It sort of goes into, I guess, the library. Well, before then, she actually goes to the, she goes there. The little conversation. I thought this was a secret. Meh. So that's where the meh comes yeah, from. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Ah, is that what? Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep. I don't even. I like. It's funny. I wrote down first use of meh because the person the says, "Here's all the names and who they voted for." Yep. This I thought it was going to yeah, be a that's secret. True. It is very, um, very illegal. But this is kind of like a Library of Congress style. Parody, and I loved the camera work as it pulls out, and you know the zoom out to show the sort of the mountain of work and how small she was, and up against it. Yeah. And I assume strongly, without being able to think of the exact shot, that that's probably a shot that would have been used in war uh, in all the president's men. Um, the score probably, yeah. is also really, really good. And there's one of those classic moments where you know that it's a movie parody, even if you don't know what yeah. exactly it is. Very unsimpsons like stands out. Yep, yep. But brilliant direction. Lisa falls asleep. And someone leaves a note for her. Mm. The line here when they're driving into the car park. So the person who left your note said to meet them here tonight? Mm. Just so... Because you didn't see the, what the note yeah, said. Yeah, right. Just That's the only reason Bart said it. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get there. Homer's reading Archie comics. Another yep. throwback to the Archie. <laughs> well, what's his... Um, I can't remember what he says, but he's, he's dirty about the fact that he's been kicked out of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Smithers is then trying to be uh, secretive. Mm. You know it's Smithers straight away, but it's great acting. It is great acting. But notice he doesn't exhale. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't smoke, so he doesn't know what he's doing. You're on the right track. Follow the names. How the hell do you know? I can't tell you who I am, but I worked on the campaign. <laughs> hey, Mr. Smithers! Well, you might as well give me a ride home now. Um, you know what that's a play on? Follow the names. It was originally follow the money in All the President's Men. Oh, okay. Cool. How did he get there? Well, I guess he walked in his trench coat. This is, in this next scene, one of the most subtle references to Smithers subtle? being homosexual. The choice is it of lifestyle. Really subtle? I thought it was subtle. I thought I'd try to make it as obvious as possible, even the pause and the. 
could it mean anything? Maybe he's a meth dealer. To a child, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. I th- I think, it, okay, maybe subtle. Subtle, well, I'm t- sort of, I'm subtle you, might I'm be the wrong word. In real life, but it would respectful. be subtle. It's not like Burns busting out of a cake with a sash around that is him. That's true. Yeah. Saying happy birthday, Mr. Smithers. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's just, yeah. It was a more restrained way of saying that yep. Smithers yep, is yep, a yep. closet homosexual. Yep. And it's um, one that always went straight over my head as a kid. Mm. The kids almost give in because they can't find what he's talking well, about. He tells them to look for Edgar Newbauer. Newbauer. And they just can't find him anywhere. So they're looking through the phone book for Edgar Newbauer. Yep, because Smithers to try and track down, the name. Trying yeah. to track down who it is. Realizes he's not there, but he's in the electoral role. So it's that thing of, well, hang on, how can he be there? If he's not there. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they start cross-referencing a few other names on the electoral roll and find why, that they're not in the... Why gone back to the electrical roll? Electrical roll? Electoral roll, sorry. Um, what, what's your question? Shouldn't she have just gone straight back to the electoral roll and looked for Edgar Neubauer there? No, because him being on there... Oh, the, no, well, I Bob, I presume, has managed to put the name on the electoral roll. Otherwise, the vote wouldn't have been counted. So it's cross-referencing all these. So they're people trying to find on. where he lives. You're trying to contact yeah. the person. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah, that's, that's what she was trying yeah. to do originally. Yeah, yeah. Then realise, hang on, he doesn't exist. At least not according to the phone book. And then more names don't exist. I mean, only one coincidence. Maybe it's a silent yeah. number. But then several names don't exist. And got, then that's when it starts to piece together. But that, sees the tombstone. Yes. Yeah, and that's where they reveal. Well, Bart thinks the dead have risen and voted Republican. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they realised because all the different celebrities voted for Bob. Yep. And then Snowball won. That's what puts Lisa over on. Now now it's yeah. personal. Yeah. He did try to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and in between all of this, the house about to be demolished and Homer on the wrecking ball. Yeah. Which, why does he look satisfied? I don't know. And why was the wrecking ball moving so slowly? Yes. So the, the Simpsons movie wasn't original. Because that was, that was on I the main gags. I call it an homage. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I, what I love the most about this is the guy is too scared to demolish a house because Marge has a rolling pin. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like a crazy housewife. Housewife with a rolling pin yeah, can cause a lot of damage. Yes, can. Now, if a man did this to your deceased pet, would you be furious? Oh, well, no more furious than I would be just if a man had done it in general. Can I ask this question? Do pet cemeteries really exist? It's I mean, there's a movie called Pet Cemetery. I was going to say, Stephen King, spoiled, they do. Um... I don't know. I don't think I've I've never known of a cemetery specifically for pets. Would you use one if, the, if Geelong had a pet cemetery? Would you oh, Would you use it? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. So we usually get our pets cremated. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's not been an issue that I've had to deal with for any pets of my own, um, and hopefully it will be some time before yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, but exactly, no, yeah. on the whole, I think it's just should we open up our own pet cemetery? Maybe just the traditional route. Bear, you know, backyard, garden somewhere, pop it under a plant. But then you move house and you've, they're gone forever. Yeah, they're gone forever anyway. Photos and memories. That is true. Yeah. I'm not too, like, I, I'm in general not too much of a sentimental guy in that regard. Yeah. Kind of like, once you're done, like, you know, you're done. Memories are what last. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've got a stuffed version of, you know, Aunt Mavis. Yeah, at home it's pretty. Looks good too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I put her under the deck in winter, but um, you know, summer comes out. We pop a little drink in her hand. She has one of those little umbrellas out the side of it. Yeah, you know, it's fun. Was that left in her will that she wanted to live under the deck during? No, no, no. It was just assumed. Like you know, a will can't cover everything, every wish, and we just kind of thought, look, you know, I feel that it's what she would have wanted. What's, and the, some... po- what's the pose? Or is she sort of flaccid? We kind of. How many, how many points of articulation does she have? We injected her with a molasses. So, 
you can start like she kind of moves but slowly so you can like put her in a pose like a stretch Armstrong she'll make it yeah and she'll make her way into a different pose throughout the afternoon it kind of adds the element of life to it all can I come play with her one afternoon sounds fun cool awesome she's a great listener (laughs) so we get to the court case now Bob is being taken to court but who's taking him to court is it the town oh yeah I suppose the state because it's assumed here that Bart and Lisa are the plaintiffs well they're certainly on the defense or on the prosecution. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Because um, Hutt says, did you do it? No. Kids help. Kids help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Hutt's is like, like... Only Phil Hartman could get those two words and make them so funny. Make them so funny. Yeah. Kids help. Yeah. He's so great at just creating, at injecting humor into anything that he says. <laughs> Even the judge is like, hmm, what are you able to do about it? Do you have any proof? But then uh, Sideshow Bob baits them. I hope you enjoy sleeping on your hard motel pillows tonight. That's where Lisa says that's it. And she's got a plan. Yeah. And she gets up, slams the water A Few Good Men style. There's like the first A Few Good Men reference where uh, Tom Cruise's character, uh, Lieutenant Caffey, gets up and is nervous as hell. So he just skulls an entire glass yeah. of water to try and calm his nerves. Yep. Yes. But then we just get there, into it. We're ticking off the A Few Good Men moments. Then it's a great way to get Bob. If there's any way to get Bob to admit something, it's to question his integrity. Yeah. Uh, yes. Question his intelligence, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that is. You're trying to word. say that. It's actually Barlow, what I thought you said. <laughs> yeah. Barlow was the mastermind here, yeah. not you. Yeah. He's just like, no. Well, Barlow was. <laughs> Doesn't know what to do. Yeah. But yeah, like Bob can't handle the. The thought the of well, the truth he can't handle the thought of the fact that he would not be the most intelligent person, and we would not. I did it all. We could not do this speech justice. So we just play it. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No truth handler, you. Bah! I deride your truth handling abilities. Will you get to the point? Yes. Only I could have executed such a masterpiece of electoral fraud. And I have the records to prove it. Here, just look at these. Each one a work of Machiavellian art. But why? Because you need me, Springfield. Your guilty conscience may force you to vote Democratic. But deep down inside, you secretly long for a cold-hearted Republican to lower taxes, brutalize criminals, and rule you like a king. That's why I did this. To protect you from yourselves. Now, if you don't mind, I have a city to run. Fantastic acting from Kelsey. That's so good. It was just oh, amazing. You know, I can do the actual A Few Good Men speech. I, know, I think you've done, sure it, I've done I'm it. I'm sure you've done it before. Yeah, yeah, I think we did a top 10 Sideshow Bob moments. I think you did it in there. Yeah, is that when I did it? Okay, yeah. Cool. I remember you doing it. Mm. Would you like to do it again? You don't you want, want the truth like you because to. deep down in places <laughs> you don't talk about at parties, you want me on that wall. I'm not going full Jack. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the very backbone of, of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the very blanket of the freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. It doesn't work when you're reading the script off the phone. Don't right? even <laughs> pretend for one second. <laughs> Fucking insult to my intelligence. So I could nearly do that entire movie. I yeah. Think. I love that script so much. Bob calls the children little smart little bastards here. I was like, oh my. Oh, you yeah. smart little bastards. I missed that. Yeah. Good on them. 
Then he gives up the records. Just gives himself up, mm. basically. But the best part is, once he gives up all the facts and everything, all the um, what's the evidence and everything, mm. goes to walk out like he's still going to be mayor. Well, yeah. I've got some things to do. Yeah, well, well that's also run. something that Jack Nicholson does. Ah, okay. A few good men. Yeah. Like, he's like... Um, you know, what the hell's going on here? I'm being charged with a crime. This is funny. That's what this is. <laughs> and then sort of like, uh, you're just like, I'm out of here. You're not going anywhere. What? MPs, guard the colonel. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> As I said, I could do the whole thing. Yeah, I could, I could tell. <laughs> Once you start, I'm like, all right, I'll just pause yeah. and wait till he's finished. <laughs> you did nothing today. You've weakened a country. That's all you did, son. Don't call me son. I'm an officer and a lawyer in the United States Navy, and you're going to jail, you son of a bitch. Hey. Hey, I'll put, I'll put in some a round of applause for <laughs> yeah. you. So, uh, also, w- sorry, one uh, one fucking amazing um, threat in there. I'm gonna uh, was it, um in the movie or this? It, no, in the movie from Jack Nicholson. I'm gonna rip the eyes out of your head and piss in your dead skull. You fucked with the wrong marine. Oh wow! <laughs> it's what he screams in the middle of a courtroom. Jesus, <laughs> it's great. So Barn is disappointed that he doesn't get to stay in kindergarten because mm. you'll never find out who ran away. With the, the spoon or yes. the dish? The, with the... Dish ran, who the dish ran away with. And dish then Lisa says, the spoon. the spoon, but... Of course. <laughs> then Bob is reading the newspaper in the minimum security prison and he is asked to come join in the... Is it cesspool. Canoeing team? Uh, rowing team. Rowing team yes. against Princeton. Ah, Bob's, what's it, Bob's a cat or something along yeah. those lines. Um, we need an eighth to row against Princeton Lodge. Uh, Princeton. Cape Fear. They get the murmur back. Yes. The rake murmur. Do you reckon they use the same one? No, I think that's Kelsey Bob's delivery. Yep. Yep. Kelsey's delivery, sorry. So, overall, a fantastic standalone episode. It's very unique in the way it's written, the way it's delivered. It doesn't feel to me like a Simpsons episode. It's not one I'm going to go back and watch very often, but for what it wanted to be, it does it well. And for those of a political bent, yeah, would really enjoy great. it. Yep, yep, one yep. of the sharper... Right, some of the sharper writing, I think, from season six. What if you're a Republican, though? You, no, you're probably not going to find it as funny as a Republican. You definitely need to have a left-wing... Uh, attitude or left-leaning attitude to find this super funny but that's true of most pop culture there's very few pro-republican tv shows because it's just easier to take the piss out of the republican mm. party it's just so well, they do it for you saturday night live is just all over it now mm. did you see the brilliant tina fey yeah I, I, commented on, I commented saying chris farley dancing oh, no show yeah, as much funnier. Right. yeah <laughs> well you know and that might explain why you don't like this episode very much. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like I watch Saturday Night Live to be fucking entertained, not to be have political shit dr- driven down my throat. I don't think it was being driven down your throat. And it's like it's not it her was. being political. It's her saying, "Don't side with Nazis." That's not political. That's just common fucking. Yeah, I know. Decency. But like, I, I watch comedy stuff to get away from the shit of the world. Mm. Like, I, that's why I try to steer away from politics on this podcast because people don't listen to this to hear about politics. They listen to this to get away. Yeah. Okay. The That's count- just me. The counter-argument to that, though, is that comedy was one of the first ways that people could comment about politics yeah, in a yeah. safe way. Like, it's always had a very, very important part in society of being able to make fun of those above us and be able to highlight their inadequacies. Yep. Yeah. That's just me personally. That's mm. all I'm saying. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, we discussed already, but don't shake hands with old people. I've learned. Except my aunt. She's <laughs> she's nice and sanitized. A water cooler will be the next president of the United States of America. <laughs> I dream for the day. <laughs> I yearn for the day. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh. Mailbag time. What have we got this week? Mitchell. Cohen. Cohen Walkerton writes in, who I believe is from Geelong. Uh, oh. off the oh, is it Connor Walkerton? No, it says Cohen. I it's know a Connor Walkerton, I think. Okay, well, that's... He's, um, Obviously a family different, member. Different people. Yes. Um... 
is it Kyle Walkerton? I know it. Could have been. Uh, no, it's Cohen. Um, at the very least, I'm not sure if he's still from Geelong, but two people from his hometown have been able to put together. He, that's how the email starts. So that's how I deduced that he is from Geelong. Cohen has a couple. Well, one question. He, what he was curious about is what is our favourite use of real life music in an episode, and I forgot to ask you that at the beginning, so I'll let you think about it. But well, for we me- mentioned, I've mentioned that before. The um, raindrops keep falling on my head. I'm pretty sure we've asked a, a similar question before. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Um, that might have been about favorite endings at the end or something of like Duffless. that. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I'll think of another one because I've already said that before. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw in <clears throat> San Elmo's fire. Not that it's, I well, it is funny, th- but I think it's stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah. It was stuck in my head, but it took me by surprise. Yeah, yeah. And maybe um, I'm coming to kill you slowly and painfully. Wipe out. <laughs> Wipeout yeah. and another KBBL one, the Monster Mash on Valentine's That's Day. That's fantastic because yeah. it just makes no sense and the for fact it to be that there. They try to explain it away. Yeah. Like, well, it's kind of a romantic song. They're all laughing and dancing. You played the wrong song, didn't you? Why are you doing this to me? And at the end, I played again. <laughs> yeah. God darn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, real life song. I feel like in. Is it the way we was where Homer's listening to some kind of 70s Wait, rock? Uh, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Oh, yeah, that's the beginning. But no, there's. I, oh. I was thinking one where he's in his car listening to some real music. There's one where they sing together, and it's, it's a great. Actually, that's a great moment between Marge and Homer where you're the light of my life or something. Still what? not what I'm thinking of, but. What about yummy, yummy, yummy? I've got food in my tummy. <laughs> that works. <laughs> anyway. Sugar? Yes. Do, do, yes, do, that's do, great too. Do, there's, do. There's, there's many. So there's a bunch of examples. Yep. Jacob Jusen writes in. Uh, Jacob, well, he's Jusen. Pardon? Jusen. Jusen, yes. <laughs> um, pr- presumably a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, his question, uh, we don't have an answer for just yet, but okay. luckily he's provided five of them for Perfect. us. Uh, the question is, if it hasn't already been asked, what is your favorite quote from each family member? Now, that's obviously a really difficult thing. So, I actually thought we would open that out to the fans of the show to submit your own favorite quotes. Over the next five weeks, we'll start with one. We'll start with Homer this week. Yeah. Okay. So, for this week, what is your favorite Homer quote? Tweet us in at Fourfinger Pod. The best ones will definitely be read out on the air. Jacob's got some examples to kick off. So, Bart, this whole situation is as useless as that yellow lemon-shaped rock over there. Hey, wait a minute. There's a lemon behind that rock. Lisa. Is that a great quote or a great visual gag, though? It's still pretty funny. It's still a funny quote. It's both, but like the quote works in conjunction with the visual yeah, game. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Lisa, what prize did you end up getting? Bart, mustache comb. What did you get, Lisa? Fake mustache. Fake mustache. Want to comb it? <laughs> uh, Marge, Lisa, ordinarily I'd say you should stand up on, uh, for what you believe in, but you've been doing an awful lot of that lately. Homer, he's saying is a tough one, but something as simple as he's there, there from Bart Gets Famous or his push her down, son. <laughs> that was from Bart Gets yeah. an Elephant. How did we get past? <laughs> Mum's blocking the door. Push her down, son. <laughs> yeah. um, Mark Newby's got uh, just a little, uh, just a little tidbit. Uh, he walked into a shop in his hometown wearing his worker and parasite T-shirt from our store. The uh, you can tell the details uh, about the T-shirt the store. T Public one. T Public. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the dude behind the register asked if he listened to the podcast. Really? He's aware of Four Finger Discount. That's cool. So uh, lots of love for us out there from the sleepy Suffolk in the UK. Uh, now, okay, now we're up to my favourite part of the mailbag for the week. Firstly, fan of the show, I'm trying to think of the Twitter handle, I didn't write it down, but it's, I think it's at Bex Gibbs, that'll do, but basically, Rebecca Gibbs. Yep. Uh, freelance artist from New Zealand, if you've got any art needs in New Zealand, okay. contact her on Twitter. Um, she once dumped a boyfriend who argued with her for 40 minutes that Spinal Tap was an actual band <laughs> and that it was a real documentary. 
<laughs> I don't. He, he actually believed that. Yeah. Like oh. and was adamant about it to the point that they had a forty-minute argument. At which point she just went, "You know what? We're done." Couldn't you just say fucking Google it, you idiot? Would have thought maybe it was a while ago. I don't know, but um, that's pretty brilliant. I, like that is one of my favorite. Maybe he was so stubborn he did Google it and he was like, "You know I, what? I don't give a fuck what Google I, says." I don't remember when I was asking about you know reasons you've broken up with someone. I'm sure it happened at some point in the past, but I was very delighted to read that. Yeah, yeah. If you have. Ridiculous reasons to break up with somebody. Yes. Let us know. Anything, basically, if you have anything amusing. Yeah. Just send us funny stories. <laughs> if there's reasons, then I'll read them out. We still, we didn't get any this week of the... Uh, Be careful, because I have two about tooting a horn, if that's what you're about to Damn say. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check the mailbag. <laughs> uh, guy Incognito writes in, Ahoy, hoy, fellas. This isn't necessarily in the spirit of the conversation, but I'm a coward when it comes to tooting, and I'm more likely not to honk when I should than vice versa. Yep. However, I went to America well, last have, yeah, year. Yeah, you have like a, a period. If it's more than three mm. seconds, you can't honk anymore. It's like a dog does something Even wrong. Even three is pretty long. You can't long. yell at a dog a minute after it's done something wrong. No. No, because it doesn't understand yeah. what's going on. And, and most people are the same. If yeah. you don't catch a person in the act, then they have, they've wiped all memory of what had happened. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Guy went to America last year and coming back from the NBA playoffs... Uh, where the home team had lost by two points, he'd only become a fan because of a coin flip before the game. So he's more upset about the amount of about buying losers merchandise than the loss itself. There was an expected frustrating traffic jam getting out of the arena. After far too long, he finally made it in front of an intersection, only for the car behind him to toot at him for stopping instead of running over a pedestrian wearing the away colours. Oh my! <laughs> so, so obviously it's that thing of like people are walking, people are walking, people are walking, and then he's finally gone. Oh, I can go, and then someone's walked in front of him and he stopped at the car behind. He's gone. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, signs off. That's Florida for you. But my favourite one. My, this is a better tooting story. This comes in from Paul Downs, and you know what makes this better? Than anything else is the signature that came through on Paul's email. So, okay. forward sell. I'm going to read it all out as I read it. Mm-hmm. I was on my commute to work, ended up stuck behind a small car doing 40 in a 60 zone, 20 in a 30. A few cars in between me and the target car, so I was unable to overtake for quite some time. Several minutes passed and I was getting more and more irate. As luck would have it, the cars in between me and the target car gradually turned off until I ended up right behind it. I sat right on its bumper to assure they knew how annoyed I was. I knew that I was turning imminently onto a very minor road, so I prepared to turn, only for the damned car to turn in front of me as well. Doesn't that always happen when you're following someone that's annoying you on the road? Yep. The incline of the hill slowed the target car down to 10 to 15 miles per hour. I was raging. I blasted my horn. The driver starts waving at me to taunt me. Rage overtook me, so I swung out to overtake with a well-positioned middle finger in the direction of the driver as I overtook. You've got to be very careful with the middle finger. Screaming at them as I passed. Then, to my horror, I realized it was my auntie. Oh, no. The middle finger was quickly replaced with a smile and a wave, and I continued on my way, still not sure if she saw the finger or not. Paul Downs. Please consider the environment before printing. I can... After this tale of rage, please consider the environment before. Please consider your fellow fucking human beings, Paul. I can trump that. <laughs> I abused a driver once on the way to work. My boss. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize. Yeah, great. Pull up behind him. <laughs> I don't think he noticed though because I didn't get close enough. He was like taking off as I was yelling. Yeah, okay. This is this the previous job? No. Current job. Yes, and thankfully doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Other people do. Yes. 
<laughs> met some of the delightful people. Yes. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's always nice when they look at you like you're a mythical being that's come to life. Well, the, oh. there really is a Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, it's, it's just, it's weird. I don't like it. I feel awkward when people are sort of saying how awesome it is. You know, oh my God, you're, you're the guy from the po- from the page and you have the podcast. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But mm. I, I get a sense that you enjoy it. No, I feel awkward once they've finished kissing my ring. <laughs> <laughs> More to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice a listener. <laughs> Um, Anything else in the mail? No, I, 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 I do legitimately enjoy. Uh, there's, there's, because you know, and it's, it's more the small thing because I don't think, I legitimately don't think that I'm doing anything particularly great. Mm. So it's I quite feel, takes me back when we get emails from people saying how much yeah, I love the show. So I do feel really humbled when someone comes up and says that they listen and that they love the show. It, it, and I like to be able to try and, you know, speak to these guys and hang out with them and all that sort of stuff as much as possible. It does make yeah. me feel kind of cool. Um, that is it from the mailbag this week. I felt like I was going to say, oh, um, just on a, a, a story of road rage gone awry, I have a friend who, uh, Greeny, who's a relatively well-built man, I've spoken about him in the past, had accidentally, well, inadvertently abused someone and got out of what could have been a costly experience for him. He's in a car park in a hardware store. He'd accidentally, as he'd come in, like he'd nudged the car in front of him. He'd kind of like hit the front. As people were walking towards that car, and he's like, "Oh shit!" You know, so he looks at these guys. All of the windows are up in his car, and he's like, "Is that your car, mate?" And the guy's like, "What?" And so he's like, "I'm." He was pointing. He's like, "Your car? Is that your car?" Screaming so they can try to hear. And he said that these people kind of like panicked a little bit and got in the car and drove off. It's like I realized what that would have looked like from their perspective. That I've just hit their car. They've looked in, they can't hear a word that I'm saying, but I'm pointing at their car, looking at them, and I am screaming at them, looking furious. <laughs> so they got in and drove off the paddock. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just looking at our iTunes page, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit concerned. Oh, why? Now, does iTunes only list 100 episodes, or are there only 100 episodes available to download? You're only on the website. Yeah. Not in the app itself. Okay. Because we sometimes have people asking us, why don't you have all of your episodes available on mm. iTunes? I hope they don't just air 100. Hmm. Let, write in, let us know. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you can't find anything beyond that point, they are all still available on the website yeah, and yeah. on Podbean. Yes, but I'm also going to start uploading these bad boys to YouTube as well mm-hmm. for anyone who likes to listen to podcasts on YouTube. We're going to be doing some exclusive stuff maybe on YouTube in the future. I'm not going to promise it just yet, but that's something we're looking into. But as I was, the reason I was onto iTunes is Nudes. because... <laughs> the reason I'm on iTunes is because we have 191 ratings. I think that would work, actually. Like, What's that? If we did an entire podcast in the nude, but holding a Simpsons character over our bits. I don't even need Would like, that get more or less likes? Well, <laughs> <laughs> People just imagining it like they are right now. I will take Homer and the Moomoo over mine. Who are you going to cover yours with? Oh, I'd need a life-size McBain. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a joke <laughs> like that. I set it up for you. Well, we have 191 ratings here on mm-hmm. iTunes. I would love to get that to at least 200. So if you haven't yet, could you please jump onto iTunes? It only take you 30 seconds. Give us five stars. Helps mm-hmm. us boost up the rankings when people search for Simpsons podcasts and just TV and film podcasts in general on iTunes. Would be excellent if you could. Yeah. And while we're asking guys. for things, yes, uh, we haven't plugged Patreon this week. We have not. If you have a spare dollar a month and you would like to... Uh, hit us up on Patreon. It would be much appreciated. Yeah. Um, on the subject of that, the new $5 Patreons for this month, I was going to put that spreadsheet together today. However, Patreon was down for maintenance at the time. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to get in, so I apologize. You will be read out on the following episode. Uh, 
Uh, which uh, what are we doing next week? What is next week's episode? Treehouse of Horror Five with oh. the Shinning. Ah, yes, one of the very best Treehouse of Horrors the of best, all time. The best, the best as a as a three, the best. Mm. I do, however, have one very special shout out because we had somehow missed the name and it slipped through the net, and I very very well, I have apologised a thousand times, um, but. <laughs> uh, Chris Weber. Uh, Chris Weber is a $5 plus supporter on Patreon. And Chris, thank you very, very much. This is a personalized shout out just for you because I don't have any of the names. Um, but if you would like to get your name read out, you can get that happening for five. If you put in five bucks a month, you only need to do it once. Give, if you're selling us five bucks, we'll read your name out on the show. Yep, yep, that's or it. Or if you amuse me, I'll read your name out on the show as well. They're the two ways to do it. But if you're not an amusing person and you are in surplus of cash, you can hit us up there. So uh, as little as a dollar a month will get you into exclusive giveaways each month. But for the most part, it'll just help us put the show on and continue to put the show on in the future. Yes, yeah, to help us pay for the equipment and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Next week, Trias of Horror 5, something to look forward to. Not much to re- really review, but it'll be something to enjoy. Oh, that'd be a bit. Don't be silly. Treehouse of Horrors have got way more going on about them. I suppose movie references and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's as much it's as just not canon. You, know, you can right? fall a little bit into the trap of just saying this was funny and that was funny, but we'll, we'll, we'll pl- particularly with The Shining, like, yeah. or The Shining, the Shining we'll, we'll talk a lot about the movies that are... That, well, The Shining. I'll talk a lot about The Shining. Nightmare Cafeteria is in there. Yes. I don't and know what that was based off. the toaster time travel. Yeah, um, A Sound of Thunder, the Ray Bradbury story. Is that what it takes yeah. off? Is it? Okay, cool. Looking forward to that. So, Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we let them go? If you were running for mayor, I'd vote for you. Shh.